St. Matthews, we are totally committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God the Son and the Son of God. It is our desire that you become saved right where you sit by professing your belief in Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. The Bible says that Jesus our Savior died for all your sins. He was buried and rose on the third day with all power in his hands. To be saved, just pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. I believe you are God the Father's only begotten Son. Lord, come into my life and save my soul. If you've done that, email, call, or write us so we can send you written materials on your newfound faith. We have a ministry for your entire family. This is a teaching ministry under the direction of Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., the senior pastor of St. Matthew's Baptist Church for over 33 years. Dr. Gordon's stellar leadership encourages thousands to cultivate a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Dr. Gordon exegetes God's word for truth, transformation, and transparency. It's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthews, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband, we going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthews in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home.
praise him, praise him, hallelujah, praise him. We greet you this morning in the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our potentate of paradise. He's worthy to be praised. He's King of kings. He's Lord of lords. And we thank you for tuning in this morning. Truly, God is an awesome God as we are praying for you and your family during this pandemic, the injustice, the unrest, social unrest. We pray that you just be still and know that he's God. Jesus is in total control. Even when we're out of control, the Lord is in control. We praise his name this morning. We thank you. And we want you to know that at St. Matthew's, we believe in the truth of the Word of God. And the truth will set you free. We thank God from, from whom all blessings flow. And we just want to congratulate our graduates on a job well done. We praise God for them as they matriculate and move, amen, to the next level of life, hopefully college. And uh, thank God for their parents. Thank God for our youth overseers. Thank God for our church. And don't forget, last but not least, uh, support us financially online. Give and send in to P.O. Box 117, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094, St. Matthew's Baptist Church. Jesus is Lord. We praise God for you this morning. And we want you... Amen. To be upbeat about the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is giving. The Lord is glorified. Can I get a witness? We're here to glorify his name. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. This morning, our subject matter is a fickle faith. James chapter 2, a fickle faith. And before we get started, I want to say to all of our Bible students that uh, as we approach the scriptures, first, by way of observation, without commentaries, without reading what someone else has written, just observe what the Holy Spirit wrote to the 40 writers of scripture. Observation. Just keep reading it over and over and over. Observation turns into interrogation. Then you interrogate the scriptures. Uh, it's historical context. It's grammatic, grammatical context. Amen. And, 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 and it's literal context. And so we interrogate the scriptures and then we interpret them based on what the Holy Spirit said to the writer. This morning in James chapter 2, I want to deal with this fickleness of faith. Fickleness is an uncertainty, an unbelief, an unstableness, and the inability, listen, the inability to stick with one's design, direction, or even difficulty. It, it is, fickleness is people moving their minds, vacillation going back and forth, seesaw up and down, blowing with the wind. And, and it's interesting that uh, God gives us a stick to God gives us Amen. The ability to be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. The reason we keep moving is because we've been fractured, we failed. Amen. We have lived in futility. And when things get uncomfortable, we want to run. We run back and forth. It is uncertainty, unbelief, unstableness. And a fickled mind is double allegiance. It is a double-minded man who is unstable in all of his ways. The, mean, the moment our feelings are fractured, we want to move. Uh, not understanding that the will of God is not something you're searching for. You're in the will of God. 
providentially. And God wants you, wherever you are this morning, to let him be Lord. God wants you, amen, to work out in the very area that you find yourself in this morning. That That is, when we look at this matter of a fickled mind, a false premise, a faithlessness, James, uh, the servant, doulos in the Greek, slave of the Lord Jesus Christ, and his half-brother, James is Jesus Christ's half-brother. I want to protect the authenticity of the virgin birth that Mary, as a young girl, probably a teenager, became pregnant. And uh, the Bible says that, amen, Joseph, her uh, uh, fiancé, was a just man. He didn't want to put her away publicly. He didn't want to get her stoned for adultery because they had been, listen, engaged or betrothed to one another. And while Joseph thought on these things, angels came to him in a dream, in a vision, and said, uh, that which is in Mary is of the Holy Ghost, uh, protecting the authenticity of the virgin birth of Christ. She was a virgin, and uh, this baby was of the Holy Ghost, and his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And Joseph woke and married Mary, never having touched her sexually. And the babe in Mary's womb was Jesus, the Christ, uh, the son of the living God. And, and then after Jesus was born, then Mary and Joseph being married had other children, of which James was one of those children. So he is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He's the pastor, Acts 15, of the church at Jerusalem. And, and, and so as James puts together this living epistle, it's interesting. His theme is practical faith. Practical faith, practical faith, practical faith. The practicality of our faith. And that is in chapter one, James deals with, in this practicality of our faith, he deals with the trials and the testing of our faith. That you and I will be tested by God as to what we say we believe. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and then, and then he, he deals with this matter of, amen, uh, uh, transforming our pains into praise. That God takes our trials, our tribulations, those things that tend to hurt us, and he transforms our pains into praise. We praise him because we understand that true biblical faith is not amen abstract, it's action filled, it's constant, amen. It flows like a river. Do I have a witness? And, and, and so James, deals with this matter of transforming our pains into profit and and then James deals with this this matter of pitfalls being transformed into perseverance that the trying of your faith will work out perseverance perseverance is that amen critical component that keeps us going. It keeps us going when we don't want to keep going. It keeps us going, amen, when we try to stop. It is a persevering through things, and God gives us the wisdom and the workout and his will to make all of this happen. That, 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 that when we look at James, James chapter one deals with the transference uh, of our trials, James chapter two, two, he deals with 
Amen. The problem of partiality, putting one person over another, and he deals with the royal law of love, that love, faith, hope, and love, and love is the greatest of these things, and and he deals with this delineation of faith. Now, this word faith in the Greek is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, that is, it is, it has three components to biblical faith. I'm talking about biblical faith. I'm not, I'm not talking about something you believed in the world, something you half believe now. I'm talking about biblical faith deals with, listen to this, it deals with a commitment. It deals, hallelujah, with a communion. It deals with a continuance. It deals with us being sold out for God. It is that when we look at this word pistis, it is, amen, a conviction, a deep conviction on the inside that God is who he said he was. God is a reward of them that diligently seek him. God is all-powerful. And God is coming back. Amen. And so when we look at this matter of fickled faith, and I can talk forever on this, that is, uh, the Bible says, Jesus said, everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, should not enter the kingdom of God, but he that doeth the will of God. And so a lot of people profess, but they don't possess. A lot of people claim, but they have no commitment. That, that, that when we look at this delineation of faith, James in this general epistle begins to pour out what faith is, the product of faith, the power of faith, the prominence of faith, the protection of faith, the promotion of faith, the promise of faith, that as we are faithful to Almighty God, he delineates between the dead, the demonic, and the demonstrative. Let me let me stop Paul's apart because we we really need to understand why people can get religious and say they believe but are far from the principles of God. We're seeing that in politics today. We're seeing it with this so-called, amen, uh, uh, group of people who are supposed to be uh, 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 saved, but they're not. Many of them are not, amen, that, that they claim, they have a claim, listen, with no conviction. Lord, have mercy. No conviction of righteousness. All right? Whether it's the moral majority, whether it's, amen, these evangel- so-called evangelicals, they agree with things that are reprehensible to God. They are complicit in following somebody that's not saved. They embrace things that are evil. And, 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 and they do all this under the guise of God. That, that is when we look at this matter of what James is saying in chapter two, verses 14 and then verse 17 and on uh, the rest of the chapter, chapter two, James delineates this matter of faith. And in verse 14, I want you to see this of chapter two. He says, what doth it profit my brethren, though a man say, claim, he hath faith and have not works? My God. The claim is there, but the commitment's not there. That, that is, that is, James begins to arrange a biblical argument here on faith. And many things that we have matriculated through as born-again believers, we have claimed to have faith, amen, but no works. That, that is, we, 
We claim to be born again. We claim to be in God's will. We claim to hear from God. We claim to walk with God. But uh, there are times when our feelings are damaged and our faith is out the window. Lord, have mercy. So James says here, how can you say you saved when someone is destitute of food and you tell them to go their way and be warmed and be filled, but you give them nothing? And and he says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So the first thing is a dead faith is fickle. It has claim with no commitment, no conviction, no conviction, no conviction. There's no conviction there, amen. But there's a claim there. Uh, it 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 claims to, amen, produce. Something and there's nothing there that's been produced. So it's in this context that a faith, amen, not, listen, not in righteousness is false, is dead. A dead faith is words without works. A dead faith, hallelujah, is suppositions without substance. A dead faith, amen, has a pretense but no provisions. That when we deal with this dead faith, all faith which is active ought to have works. Whom have you influenced for Jesus? Whom have you helped for Jesus? Whom have you forgiven for Jesus? Whom have you restored for Jesus? That, 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 that this, this, this dead faith is a supposition without substance. It is, listen, it is a claim and a whole lot of folk are claiming God. It's a claim without inner conviction. And, 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 and so James says that there is a dead faith. There's a dead faith in church. There's a dead faith in, in politics. There's a dead faith in government. There's a dead faith, amen, of different faiths is dead. Faith without works is dead. Every time you confess your faith, give me a work that that is supported by your so-called faith. You cannot be angry with people and unforgiving. You cannot, amen, not restore fellowship with someone because they got on your nerves. You cannot have a claim without a conviction. You can't do it. That's not biblical faith. That is that that's dead as a doornail. Can I get a witness that 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 this this dead faith cannot deliver you. This dead faith will will not heal you. This dead faith will not help you. This dead faith is just that. It is dead. Faith without corresponding works is dead. When I was in the world, before I got saved, when I was in the military seven years, when I was running up and down, in and out of clubs, doing my thing, I I had a faith, but my faith, listen, my belief never affected my behavior. Oh, Lord, I'm messing up now. Biblical faith is going to change the way you live. You can't. Make everything abnormal normal. You can't hold on to things that God uh, condemns. You can't give normalcy to things that are deviant. Because biblical faith 
is not only a claim, it's a conviction. It's a conviction. It's a conviction. There, there is a still small voice inside of me that keeps reminding me of his promises, of his principles, of his person. Lord, have mercy. That, 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 that the minute I start, it's like radar. The minute I get close to doing wrong, that voice comes in. The, the minute I want to do my own thing, that voice comes in. So James delineates on a dead faith. Paul says it's a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. It makes a lot of noise, but the noise is not orchestrated. It's just a bunch of noise. Talking loud and saying nothing. It's a bunch of noise. That every time you profess your faith, I ought to see fruit. Lord have mercy somewhere. Can I get, you, you, you cannot say you, you have faith with no fruit. Amen. Fruitless faith is futile, is false. It's a pretense. So, so, so James argues about this dead faith and then secondly, he moves to a demonic faith, the faith of demons, which is not only fickle, it's false. That that is, there's no communion. No obedience to God. James says in this text, <laughs> uh, if a man say that he has faith and not works, can faith save you without works? And the answer is no. Now he's not telling you you need works to be saved. We are, we are saved, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, by grace, love we don't deserve through faith. That faith to get saved is not yours. You don't come up with your own faith to get saved. That, 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 see, that's what election is all about. God has already saved you before the foundation of the world. He says that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God. Lest any man should both. So if God does not give me the faith to believe his report, if God does not give me the faith to believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for my sins, as Kim was saying, and, and, and was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands, if God doesn't give that to me, I can't get saved. It's a gift. God puts faith in us. Lord have mercy. Who hath believed our report, Isaiah said. Amen. Amen. God gives us faith to believe. He opens up our ears, our eyes, our hearts, our minds to believe. This demonic faith, James says, and I love this, he says, uh, uh, beginning in verse 19, thou believest that there is one God. Now, now stop, pause, and park. He's saying one God who manifests himself in three persons. The triunity of God. God the Father, who's the benefactor of history, whose spirit, John 4, 24, he, God is spirit, and they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, now, now watch, stop, pause, and park. God the Father, God the Son, who was not named Jesus in eternity past, but Logos. Amen. He's the Word of God. And then God the Holy Spirit, amen, who is the witness and the manifester of the Word. So, so God thought it, Jesus bought it, Jesus made it, Lord have mercy, Jesus sustained it, amen, can I get a witness, and the Holy Ghost sealed it. We are signed, sealed, and delivered. The demons, listen, believe that there is one God, thou doest well. The demons also believe, and they tremble. Now this type of belief this demonic faith is a faith without 
listen, communion. A faith without obedience. Amen. It is a, it is a faith. It is external. It's what they know. It's what they've seen. It's what they've heard. But it's not a committed faith. It's not a faith of conviction. It's not a faith of communion. The demons believe and they tremble. When Jesus was walking with his disciples, took a boat to the Isle of Gadarenes, and a man possessed with 6,000 demons named Legion ran towards Jesus, fell down and worshiped him, and, and, and the demons in him, 6,000 soldiers of, of Rome is, is a legion. The 6,000 demons in this man said, we know who you are. Oh, we believe you are the Holy One of God. Jesus said, muzzle up. Be quiet. Listen what they said. Have you come to put us in the abyss before our time? Allow us to enter the swine and go over the hill and kill them. Jesus said, be gone. Acts chapter 19, sons of Sceva, when they were trying to duplicate the miracles of Paul, uh, in casting out demons, they said, Paul we know, and Jesus we know, but who are you? You don't have the authority to cast demons out. Paul does, Jesus definitely does. This demonic faith is that they believe, amen, the facts without fellowship. There's no, listen to me, communion, no consideration of truth, no concentration on principles. That That is, and, and you got a whole lot of folk that say they believe, but their lives don't bear out what they say. They They say they are connected, but they don't bear fruit. They don't have works. They're not in his will. They don't have wisdom. They don't repeat his words. But they claim to have faith. He says, demons believe and they tremble. Lord have mercy. You know they believe. Uh, more demonic activity took place when Jesus was walking the earth than ever before. They knew who Jesus was. They called him the Holy One of God. The reason they knew him is because before they fell as fallen angels, they worshipped him. They shouted at creation under, under the supervision of Lucifer. And when Lucifer fell and took one third of the angels with him, they were fallen angels. They became demonic. They became demons. Uh, dead faith has no works. Demonic faith is wicked. They have facts without fellowship. They have no communion with God. They've been thrown out of heaven. Their future is in the abyss to burn in the lake of fire forever, which was created for spirits. Here's James delineating again by observation, interrogation, interpretation. Listen, fickle faith, double-mindedness. I used to be double-minded, fickle. One day I'm going this way, next day I'm going that way, one day I'm thinking this, next day I'm thinking this. Too many Christians, because they're not in the word, of the word, under the word, they start acting like the world. They get shifty feet. When things get hot, they want out. I'm preaching up in this place. They never stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Wherever you are this morning, that's God's place. God put Joseph in a pit to transfer him to the palace. 
God allowed Abraham to be called out of the earth of the Chaldees and go where he didn't know where he was going. There was, uh, yeah, the featured faith in Abraham, a fractured faith in Job. Job was fractured. Lost ten of his children all at once. Was, 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 uh, sick with pus sores. Uh, a wife who said, curse God and die, and he kept worshiping. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Four so-called friends who interrogated him and told him that he was the problem. No, none of them knew what God was up to. God had made an agreement with Satan, amen, to afflict Job once the hedge was down. I'm preaching up in this place. God can give Satan permission to attack you for his own purposes. And Job, Job, Job said, curse it the day I was born, curse my mother's womb. And God said, who is this with dark counsel that would dare challenge God? And then Job said, I had heard of him with the hearing of my ear. But now, after going through all of this, my eyes have seen him. See, this morning is what you've been through. That you can wave your hand and pat your feet and praise his name is what you've been through and God brought you out. God brought me out. I still got, I still have some ways to go, but God brought me out. He brought me out uh, from hell, from darkness, with smoke still in my garments. I'm going to borrow time right now because grace has been amazing. Do I have a witness? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now, hallelujah, I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear. When we look at this dead faith, this demonic faith, Paul James moves to the demonstrative faith. And the word demonstrative simply means a demonstrating faith. That, that in this demonstrative faith, Lord have mercy, he deals with the faithfulness of Abraham. Listen, now, dead faith says, stick with my outline, dead faith has no commitment, claim without commitment, Demonic faith has no communion. Demonstrative faith has no compromise. When you start living like Abraham, believing like Abraham, faith uh, is demanded in our dependence on God. Faith leads us to liberty. Faith believes God's report. Faith, faith, my faith, not in me, but in God. My faith says God's going to bring me out. My faith says God is going to heal and bring me to a point of hope. My faith says where I am right now, the Lord is on my side. And no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. With this pandemic, the injustice, the social unrest, all of the mess we see on the news, listen to the good news, and we know that all things are being worked by God for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to His purpose. God will get glory. He's going to get glory out of everything you and I go through. He He's going to remind us that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, where would I be? He's going to give you a perseverance in the midst of your pain. Triumph in the midst of your trial. Praise in the midst of your problems. God is working it out. 
This, this, this dem- demonstrative faith of Abraham and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. This demonstrative faith of Abraham, yeah, uh, gave him promises, protection and provisions. Uh, do I have a witness? This demonstrative faith of Abraham was tested by giving up his son. God didn't let him kill his son. God was only demonstrating through Abraham a preview of what Calvary was all about. Do I have a witness? Just like he told Abraham, take your son, your only son, and take him to Mount Moriah, which is Calvary. Same place. There, offer him up as a burnt offering. Do I have a witness? And you remember Abraham pulled back the knife and the angel of the Lord said, no, 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 do, do thy son no harm. Now, now, no, you're going to be tested by a holy God. Lord, have mercy. Just as you had your son and you was about to kill him, I'm going to allow my son to die on Calvary. He will die for the sins of the elect. When he sheds his blood from his hands, his feet, and his side, I'm going to do an operation for the elect. Lord have mercy. I'm going to impute ah, righteousness to their account. And I'm going to take all their unrighteousness and put it on him. Can I get a witness? Uh, What's on one side of the ledger affects the other side of the ledger. And because Jesus died for my sins. Because God imputed his righteousness to my account. Because God took my unrighteousness and put it on his account. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm blood washed. I'm, I'm, I'm perfect as if I never sinned because Jesus died for all my sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. Can I get a witness? I don't deserve to be saved. I shouldn't be saved. I ought to be in hell, but God who's rich in Mercy. So glad he's rich in mercy. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. He's changing my will. And do I have a witness that that is this demonstrative faith helps me, heals me, gives me hope. This demonstrative faith forgives and wants me to forgive others, forbears and wants me to forbear others. Uh, do I have a witness? This demonstrative faith is not a claim without commitment. Yeah, it's not, huh? Yeah, uh, c- communion without compassion. It's not, Conformity without character. That when I look at this demonstrative faith, I believe God in spite of all the hell that's going on today. I believe God. I got to keep my eyes on Him. Now unto Him who's able. You got to be obedient in order to be spared. You got to be obedient in order to be Protected from this pandemic. You can't go out there and do all the craziness. You can't have your rights and your security. Can I get a witness? Every time I go to the airport, I don't always like going through, yeah, security. I don't like getting in line, putting my stuff on a conveyor belt. I don't like walking through, amen, a metal detector. Ah, 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 ah. I don't always like it, but I need it. It protects me. 
Do I have a witness? It protects me from getting on a plane that's going to be hijacked. It protects me from other people that might do evil. God wants you to know his our faith. Lord, I believe that you are working everything out. I believe, Lord, that you have brought me from a mighty long way. Lord, I believe you're worthy to be praised. I worship you. I magnify you. I justify you. I will not move. I will have faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Daniel had it in the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had it in the fiery furnace. Do I have a witness? David had it in the cave with 400 people. Uh, child of God, Peter even had it. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, Satan have desired to sift you as wheat. But I, listen, have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Don't be fickle. Don't be moving all over the place. Be still and know that he's God. A dead faith, no commitment. A demonic faith, no communion. And a demonstrative faith, no compromise. Just be still and know that he's God. Praise his Praise his name. Jesus is worthy. Isn't he worthy? He's worthy to be praised. And when you're still, you have peace. When you're still, he'll give you joy. When you're still, you can rejoice in him. Not a faith that turns on and turns off. Don't have a dead faith without works, a demonic faith without worship, but a demonstrative faith in the will of Almighty God. Lord, my problems are your problems. What hurts me are your hurts. Where I am, you ordered, pull me out. And he will give you strength in the midst of your struggles. A featured faith in Abraham, a fractured faith in Job, a fickle faith of no works. Whom have you impressed? Whom have you enlightened for Jesus? We praise God for you. We thank God for you on this Lord's Day. Be still. I want you to read Romans 1 to Romans 8 this next week. I want you to read Psalm 40 to 46. God bless you. Have a great day. Jesus loves you, and I do too. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew's Secure Contribution and Payment Form.
a celebration. Oh. 